Welcome to episode four of the Story Not Forgotten podcast, brought to you by Capturing Legacies Incorporated, because everyone has a story, we're here to help you tell it. I'm your host, Liam Rathgaber, partner anthologist at Capturing Legacies, and today's guest is the founder of the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and the captain of the Kootenai Rat Raid, which is the largest gathering of Triumph motorcycles and riders in Canada, as well as the uh, the Northwestern United States, Leanne Langlois. Leanne, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, well, tell me a story. Well, uh, you know, Liam, you and I both belong to a nice little motorcycle club <laughs> called the Fez Monkeys Motorcycle Club. It's uh, mostly Triumph riders. Um, you know, they got me all involved in uh, salt racing, and that brought a whole new meaning to my passion for motorcycling. So back in, uh, I think it was 2013, I went down to see our friends Gina and Mordo in Missoula, Montana, and they had just returned from the salt flats in uh, Bonne- well, the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah. And uh, I had said, I want to come check this out next year. Just go look. Just see. And Mordo looked at me and he goes, I think you should race Gina's bike. And I went, okay, not knowing what I was getting myself into. Now, for those of you out there listening who don't know anything about the Bonneville Salt Flats, if you've ever heard of or not seen the movie World's Fastest Indian, I suggest you do. It's a really good capture of the story of Burt Monroe and his, his uh, attempts at world speed, land speed records at the salt. So it's a legendary place. People have been racing there for over 100 years. It's on a dried up salt lake bed in Utah, close to Wendover. And uh, it just brings out the weirdest people and the weirdest machines, home-built machines. Our group goes to the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials, which is only motorcycles. My first year down there, I, it, it was touch and go. We had shitty conditions. And uh, so we were delayed for wind or wet. And it was the very last day before we were packing up to leave that I got to go out and take my one and only crack at the first time down there. Because, of course, Gina got to race her bike first. Which and, is fair. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> I was just grateful to have this opportunity. And I went out and, you know, regardless of how much you prepare yourself for such a legendary experience, I got out on this, uh, you know, 2004 Bonneville of Gina's and I tucked myself in as small as I could and I hit the timed mile and I came out the other side and I had a good feeling I did pretty good. All I really wanted was the 100 mile an hour coin. But I came out that other side. It's so quiet. It's just you and nothing and nothing to compare your speed to because it's so wide open and fast. I came out the other side of the time mile and I slowed down, you know, slowly like you should because it's still very, it's, there's no traction on the salt. And as I hit the return road to come back into where everybody was waiting for me so we could load up and leave for back to Montana, I started crying in my helmet (laughs) And it wasn't for anything other than I just did something not a lot of people get to do. And how lucky am I? And it's such a legendary thing. I'm getting goosebumps talking (laughs) about the first time. And I come in and I remember pulling back into the staging area where everybody's waiting for me. And uh, all I wanted was the 100 mile an hour coin. 
And I knew I had it, I just didn't know what it was. And they came in and they all look at me and they're, and I'm just, I can't take my helmet off because I'm bawling like a baby. People are patting me on the back and they're like, that was so awesome. And I go, well, what did I do? And they said, (laughs) 122.9. And then Gina came right in front of me, helmet still on. And she just looked at me and she goes, you bitch. Because I just shattered her fastest time on her bike. And they were going to retire that bike. Well, it, it surfaced again this past year. Of course, in 2015, we were canceled. And I was also told I couldn't ride Gina's bike anymore. So I went and got my own. And with the help of uh, Blackfoot Motorsports, I acquired a Daytona 955i. Because got to stick with Triumph in my world. And... Uh, we got canceled in 2015, but it gave me a couple seasons to get used to being on that bike in the first place. Now that's a high-performance leader bike, so I really wanted to up my game. I want that 150 coin. That was the goal. <laughs> Off we go down to the Salt 2016. I load it onto the truck, load all my stuff, go to Missoula, hook in with everybody else, caravan down. And I got to go out there, and my first run was 146, and I'm like, okay, that felt good. You know, I can do this. I can get four more miles an hour out of this. And I went out the next day with our friend Bagel running his Triumph Rocket 3, which you know those bikes. They run, I'm familiar. Yeah, they run pretty good. <laughs> and uh, so we went out together, and we were trailering the bikes out because it, where we started was so far away from the pits, and it was really rough and he was trying to protect the integrity of the carpenter motor that he has in his bike to race. So the less salt in there, the better. And uh, we get out to staging, and I'm now on the other side on the international course with all these big guys who run 200 miles an hour and stuff. And I'm just this little girl in Run What You Brung, and apparently I wasn't supposed to be over there, but I didn't know, and they gave me a sticker to go and told me to go there anyway, and... That became a deal of its own, but we won't get into that. And uh, Bagel went out before me, and he's chasing a record, and uh, which he did end up getting. And I was there with him when he did, so it was very exciting. And then I went out after him, and I he waited for me on the other side because, of course, we load the bikes up to bring him back in. And Adam was going down the return road to meet us at the other side, in the truck while I was going down the track. So I come out, I get going, I have two miles to get up to speed now, which helped immensely. It allowed me to, you know, really get the most out of my RPMs. Is the higher you get them, the better it is. And then you tuck as tiny as you can. And I went into the timed mile and I think, I don't know, it's probably maybe halfway through and my back end started going and it was really uncomfortable (laughs) and I'm like am I in a speed wobble or what's going on and because it's not the front end I had the stabilizer on I couldn't figure out what was going on but I let off a little bit and it went completely still again I'm like god I hope this is enough because the thing you need to understand is there's so much spin out there because there's no traction what it says on your speedometer isn't at all what's going to come out on that timing slip proof with our friend Fran, whose speedometer, according to his GoPro, was over 200. His timing slip was 165. 
just so much spin. And then the margin of error in mm-hmm. your speedometer anyway. And I came out the other side and Bagel was standing there and, and like I'm, he's flagging me into where I needed to go and he's got his camera going on his phone. And I'm, he has this great video of me rolling up and I'm trying to lift my visor and I'm, I look at him and he goes, 155. Wow, the expletives are <laughs> flying out of my mouth and I'm just so excited and I can't get off my bike to jump up and down because of the kickstand zip tied. <laughs> I get off my bike with I've already dropped it once in Montana on myself. You know, it's, it's never hit the ground. It lands on me. Um, and so I'm like, can you untie my kickstand? And he shuts off the video and breaks the zip tie and gets me off my bike and him and Adam, Adam's like, you looked really good out there. You were really small. You looked great. And he was so excited for me because all I wanted was that coin. And all I had to break was 150. And backing off, I'm like, I think I got it, but I don't know. So I wonder what I would have had. But man, what a rush that is down there. It's, it's a lot of work. People don't understand. They think it's just going fast in a straight line on salt. There's nothing out there for support. You have to bring everything yourself. You have to have either the knowledge to fix your bike or people around you willing to help. And the community is really good. You know, if somebody needs something, everybody wants to compete against their best. Mm -hmm. So everybody helps everybody out. And it's just, it's almost like a sense of family. And the fact that our Fez Monkeys has a racing team. I mean, there's several of us that go down there and it's taking your family with you. I used to be the only female in Canada that was racing motorcycles down there. And there was a lady from Quebec that was down this year, and I talked to her. And she ended up getting a 150 coin as well on her first time down there. Um, I'm still faster. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Natalie is wonderful, and I think she'll be back and do it again too next year or this year, I guess now. Our dates are set and we're all prepping to go back down. And I don't know. We take whatever the salt gods give us and go from there. So that's kind of, that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me was going down there for sure. I mean, I love motorcycling and anybody who knows me knows with all the stuff that I do for our community and advocating for motorcyclists and stuff. But this is the one thing that I have for just me that I love to share with people. And maybe more Canadians will come down and race. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. Well, not, I don't want too many girls. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. More, the more people down there, the better. And that's the one great thing about the salt is it's not a, you know, a boys class and a girls class. It's just a class of CCs and fairing or naked and, you know, modified, not modified. There's a class for every motorcycle. And us girls compete against those boys. And, you know, there's some girls that run some really top times, like Valerie Thompson and Aaron Sills. I look at them and go, you girls are crazy. <laughs> They're all 200-mile-an-hour people. And, yeah, it's... But you meet such incredibly amazing people down there and really passionate about saving the salt so people can race there for a long time. So, yeah. Oh, that's, I love that story. 
<laughs> I get goosebumps every time you tell it. When you're saying you get goosebumps telling it. Well, the first time was crazy, but if you saw how I can show you, I'll show you a video later off the podcast of the raw emotion of when they were loading my bike up and I did a selfie video and I accidentally put that in the package of stuff for Shaw TV to do a story about the salt because they wanted to promote that stuff and they just, they love what I'm doing. So they Mm want to, you know, get stuff out there as much as possible and they used that one in the in the <laughs> two minute story, and I'm like, oh, now everybody knows I'm all mushy and I cry. But you know, but there's I'm so human. much there's so much passion involved in it, there and is. I really want to thank you for uh, for taking the time to tell tell the story. And you're you're a great ambassador for the sport and for the the entire motorcycle I community. I try, I try. Um, I'm sure people are going to want to learn more about what you're doing. So where can they go to find stuff out? Okay, so um, with respect to the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, because it's so new and, you know, you're based out of Calgary, a lot of your listeners are probably down here. Mm-hmm. We just spent the weekend at the Motorcycle Show introducing ourselves to Calgary. Um, I would suggest the best thing to do, go to that website, ab-amss.org, and check out what we're trying to do, which is just basically bring public service announcements that are lacking for the motorcycle community on air, successful in Edmonton last year, all TV, all radio stations were running things for months throughout the riding season, and we want to bring that down to Calgary this year. On the, if you're riding the Triumph, we would love to see you at the Kootenai Rat Raid. That is July 13th to the 15th for 2017. It's our 15th annual, Liam. Believe it or not, it's a biggie. we're 15 years old this year. KootenyRatRaid.com got all your information about Nelson, BC, where it's hosted and the things we do out there, uh, registration and some information for hotels and our sponsors, which, you know, mostly Triumph dealerships (laughs) and a couple hotels at Nelson. Um, the, if anybody wants to check out what we're doing at Salt Flats, we do attend the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials and it's BonnevilleMotorcycleSpeedTrials.com for the website for them. They just updated the dates for this year, August 26th and on. And uh, yeah, that's a motorcycle specific. So Speed Week's a couple weeks before, World of Speed is a couple weeks after, but we like the motorcycle only because we're (laughs) pretty motorcycle-centric in our little group. But um, yeah, and of course there's contact us on everything on the two pages for uh, the AMSS and Kootenai Rat Raid. And I'm there to answer any questions for anybody, anytime. Yeah, and both of those can be found on Facebook as well. Yeah, they can. And uh, it's Kootenai Rat Raid. You can look that up or Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society. Search it. If not, there are links to all of our social media for both of them through the websites as well. Sometimes that's easier than typing in <laughs> the whole name into Facebook search. So we look forward to getting more support for you know, this initiative for Safer Roads. And I, you know, we like our group of 100 to 150 people we get out for the raid. It's a, Triumph Riders are a different breed. We really are. <laughs> I mean, you look at our group, Liam. You, you've been there for how many years? Uh, I've been going, this will be my seventh year. Yeah. So, it, and we're just a eclectic group of people and... We're... we're Basically, an entire family of weird aunts and uncles. Yes, that's a great way to explain it. Totally, I w- I'll run with that one. Yeah, but we have a good time, and you know the roads are fantastic out there, and we're mostly incident free, and 
you know, it's people are responsible. They do their thing. Couple group rides. You know, it's a good time. I enjoy it. Everybody should come if you ride a Triumph, <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you again for uh, for taking the time to to tell us the story today. Everyone has a story to tell, and Capturing Legacies is there to help you tell it. Visit capturinglegacies.com for more information and to let us help you tell yours. And until next time, thank you and good night.